Hello and welcome to Under the Mic. I'm Jimmy Lynch alongside Pat McGann. Pat, it's good to have you back on the show. It's great to be back on the show, Jim. Pat, it's been a while since we last talked. I think it was January in the season. Um, lots of changes. Actually, playoff time in the NHL. Um, UTL TV has already done their simulation on NHL 19. And none other than the Carolina Hurricanes won that. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean... Um... I don't think that's too far-fetched um, to, to begin with. I think uh, I like to see that a lot. I'm super excited for this Carolina Hurricanes team to be back in the playoffs. First time in 10 seasons, I believe, they had the longest non-playoff drought in the league, and they just ended that this year. So extremely excited for them. I remember last year, actually, I was on my way to a White Sox baseball game, and it was the last day of the NHL regular season. And... Um, Carolina had just missed out on the playoffs. They had a winning record. They were, I think they missed out on the playoffs by like four or five points. And I'm like, you know what? This team can be dangerous. They have a lot of young talent um, that that's building and growing out there in Carolina. And you know what? That's what we saw this season. We saw um, them build such great team chemistry that other, um, you know, analysts and, you know, uh, other media guys are calling them a bunch of jerks and and Don Cherry's case, you know, like, Getting, getting, you know, making fun of how they're they're bonding, but really, it it works for them. Whatever floats your boat, right? I mean, th- that that chemistry stuff helped uh, this team build into one strong um, team and and one for, all for one, one for all, and that's what I love to see, and that's why I think this team can be dangerous and put up a fight in the first and second round because it's not all about skill; it's about chemistry. Team chemistry is is a, very important when uh, when dealing with uh, any sports team, especially a, a playoff hockey team. I really agree with you there. And I really do think they have some great leadership in the room with, uh, you know, their captain, Justin Williams. He's won some Stanley Cups. They even have Tivo Teravainen. He's won a Stanley Cup in his rookie year with the Blackhawks. And they have pretty solid goaltending down the stretch with Peter Mrazek and Nett. Um, Carolina, they're going to be playing the Washington Capitals in the first round, the um, defending Stanley Cup champions in that. And... You know, Washington, it's just another year for them. They're on top of the Metropolitan Division. Do you really think Washington has what it takes to maybe get deep into the playoffs again this year? You see, that's the thing. Uh, I can see Carolina beating Washington in, in the first round. Now, in my actual bracket that I have going right now, I have Washington beating Carolina in, I think, seven games or six games. Uh, but I'm going to have to go back and look at that a little bit uh, closer. I think that um, Washington's been in the playoffs a lot, and they have that that monkey on their back with, you know, they, they never could get out of the second round. Last year they finally did it and won the Stanley Cup. You know, a feel-good story of the year, whatever. They have mm-hmm. a lot of talent in Washington, don't get me wrong. Alex Ovechkin, another 50-goal <laughs> season for him. He's one of the best to ever play. Uh, and he's starting to eye, uh, I think he's 247 goals away from Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal record, which I don't know if, if Ovechkin is going to get there, but definitely has potential to if he keeps playing and keeps playing the way he does. But I don't know. I think that series is going to be a very, very well-thought-out, hard-contested series um, that can go either way. And I, re- I, I, I don't think Washington's going to go as deep as they as they have uh, in previous years, but we'll see. I also think it just hurts that Part of the problem with winning the Stanley Cup and then trying to go back and doing it again is Washington's already looking into June, into you know late May. They they might take this these first couple 
games for granted, you know? Yes. They might they might be trying to play a full on uh, you know, looking too far ahead into Pittsburgh in the next round and they might not get past the Sebastian Ajos, the Dougie Hamiltons. This Carolina team is young, they're fast, they're, you know, filled with energy. Dangerous, yeah. They're dangerous. They are. And yeah. you know, it took it took Carolina um 99 points to get in the playoffs. They almost didn't get in, but yes. they managed to sneak in at the end with the three-game win streak. And, you know, Washington hasn't been really playing me- meaningful hockey in a while now because they've had a playoff spot. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and um, with Carolina, they've they were they've been sitting in a playoff spot for a while now. But, you know, towards the end a little bit, towards the, the stretch, they started kind of like getting towards the 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 line where maybe they, they might not make it, but you know Montreal and, and Columbus and them were all battling it out, but uh, they ended up making it and um, and I, there there were times where they actually occupied that third seed, um, but the, the the Penguins ended up taking that one. But you know th- that's right though they haven't they haven't really been playing meaningful hockey the Washington Capitals that is they haven't and. Sometimes we've seen that catch up with teams like, you know, we're us being Blackhawks fans when the Hawks got swept against Nashville. It's a perfect example of teams who weren't ready for the playoffs and maybe overlooked their first round opponent. Um, and that's what you can't happen. You know, I think if there's going to be any wild card two seed to upset a one seed, it's going to be uh, the Hurricanes. I don't think uh, the Western Conference team uh, will do that. Colorado against, uh, I believe, Calgary. Uh, but that's the thing, though. You were talking about that. 99 points. The, it, when you take a look at the teams that were fighting for wild card spots in the East versus the teams that are fighting for wild card spots in the West, it's it's almost a joke. I mean, there are so many teams in the East that are better than teams in the West that didn't make the playoffs. I totally agree with that. Um, in the West, in the East, I mean, there are six teams that have had, that had a hundred point season. Six teams. In the West, that number is only three. Exactly. Yeah. Um, not just that. If a team like Carolina, who had 99 points, was in the Central Division, they'd be tied for they'd be one point out of the first spot in that division. Exactly. Like yeah. the competition. That's part of the reason why, if there is going to be an upset in that first round, it's going to be a team from the East because the teams from the West. I'm sorry, like, Dallas is an okay team. They're not deep. Um, they're not that deep. Colorado, they're hardly over 500 when you factor in their losses in overtime. They're, exactly. They're not, and, they're not over 500 when you factor and, that. And they're not deep either. I mean, look at their no. first line. That's it. That's all they have. And they really do not have that good of an away record. They were 17, 16, and 8. And, you know, they're going to be playing a team like Calgary, who's 26, 10, and 5 at home. Just if that was to go seven games, Calgary would win it just by how good they are in their own building. Yeah, you know, and in Colorado, that's an interesting element you bring in too. That I mean, their home ice advantage is pretty much unlike any other home ice advantage in the entire league in the sense that they're playing in Denver, you know, Mile High City. That does affect it. The oxygen deprivation uh, mm-hmm. does affect players, and that's why their home record is always very good. Um, but I don't think that's enough to save this team from uh, – from defeat, I think they're going to be uh, uh, given a first-round exit yet again this year by uh, uh, Calgary. Yeah, Calgary. 
But and you also have to realize Colorado only really has one line. Exactly. Exactly. And they're they're shallow. You know, Calgary out of all the teams that are really locked up, a lot of people have been kind of brushing Calgary aside that maybe they can't maybe they won't get out of the second round, maybe they won't even get out of the first round against Colorado. But you know, there's a lot of things going Calgary's way. They have some really talented players. They have James Neal, who obviously he needs to go back to the Stanley Cup Finals for the third year in the row. Yeah. Um, but when you look at which team I think is really going to win the Pacific Division in the playoffs, I think it goes down to the San Jose Vegas game uh, series. I agree. I agree too. I was looking at the brackets. Uh, you know, the brackets open up today, and you can start making them on the bracket game. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and it's before the playoffs have started. Go and join that under the lights playoff uh, playoff bracket challenge on uh, NHLbracketchallenge.com. We have one going for under the lights. But um, for back to what I was talking about, that Vegas San Jose series is a big series. I think that determines who's going to make it to the, the conference final. Because I like you were saying, a lot of teams are kind of overlooking Calgary, you know, uh, and they are pretty good this year. They 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 did compete um, very well for. The, the majority of the season when you know a lot of the time that Calgary team will be on fire for a little bit they'll be at the top of the Pacific and they'll come back down to earth and grab a wild card spot or a low you know a third seed in the Pacific division that's what usually what we've seen but this year they've kept pace the whole season with and guys like you know Monahan you were saying James Neal and Giordano they're all having great years and all those players are having career years which is why this team is so good so I don't want to count them out. I would like to see them go to the conference final, but I think, I think San Jose gives them a run for their money. And I, because I, I think San Jose is going to beat Vegas, but you know, Vegas has got to really turn it up with, you know, Stone and Pacioretty and all those guys who they acquired this year. They really, all those guys who they went out and got, you know, they they got these guys for a reason. You know, they wanted to build uh, on the team they had last year that made it so far, and they got talented players to keep doing that. But those guys who are they got who are talented need to keep that up. They need to produce. I definitely think San Jose has a better def- defense than Vegas does. Oh, one of the best defenses in the league. However, San Jose has been without Eric Carlson for a couple weeks now. He came back last uh I think the last game of the season from an injury that sidelined him for a bit. And, you know, he hasn't really been playing 100% yet. I think it really helps. Like, San Jose has not been playing good hockey as of late. You look at teams that, you know, have just kind of been locked in a spot. Like, San Jose knew they were going to make a playoffs. Their last 10 games, they went 3-6-1. and one. Now, the only thing that really helps them is Vegas went 3-5-2 and two in that time as well. But I just think... When you're looking at their offenses alone, John Marchessault, William Carlson, Riley Smith, Alex Tuck, Paul Statsny, Max Petrietti, that team's so deep. Mark Stone, like they have all these exactly. different guns on their team. Exactly. I think it really is going to come down to can all those guys on Vegas just outscore San Jose? Yeah, you know what? I, I That's a good point that you bring up. That that Vegas team is pretty deep, but that I mean – yeah, a three seed in, in the uh, in the Pacific is, is all right. You know, you made it in top three, um, and you didn't have as dominant as a year you had the year before. Maybe that's because the mentality and the chemistry is a little bit different in your second season. But they haven't really showed that depth yet. You know, like those. I don't really. I I don't feel like 
Pacioretty or Stone or any of those guys haven't really showed prove, prove themselves yet. But but that's the thing; they have depth, and I think that could really help them going forward. And that could that could be the reason why they they get past San Jose. Well, part of the reason, like for Stone, I definitely think he's had to adjust to his new setting in Vegas. He when he was in Ottawa, he was playing 20 minutes a night. He put up 62 points. Now he's playing in Vegas, and he's only playing 17 minutes a night. You know, yeah. like things like that, they get to a player, so they need to try and adjust to it. Like think about, we go back to the Blackhawks. Antoine Vermette, when he played for the Hawks in the regular season after getting acquired at the trade deadline, he did nothing for the team in the regular season. But then he turned it on in the playoffs. Exactly. I really, yeah. I think sure. you got to give uh, Vegas some credit and just understand that their moves might be able to just help them in the come playoff time. Yeah. You know? I think that that's actually a really good point to bring up. I didn't think of that. Their team is actually built a lot like those Blackhawks, like that 2015 Blackhawks team. It really is. I I only the only thing I have against Vegas is I just don't know about their defense still. You know, I don't think they have the big name shutdown type of guys on their team. They definitely don't. Um, but I think they have enough to get by, and I think Fleury is going to be able to bail them out in a lot of situations. Because um, they Fleury is one of the best goalies in the league and on top of that he's one of the best playoff goalies in the league as well he knows when it's uh, April, May and June he knows when to turn it on so I think he could help them bail out uh, but you know it's just something that you're going to have to see going forward that's just another interesting uh, matchup and, and team you're just going to have to look for in the playoffs and see how things go um, and you know I'm just excited to see a lot more of these matchups too you know in the Central Division um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen there as well. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of uh, good matchups this year that I think are harder to pick than usual. You know, my favorite two matchups would have to be the Vegas and San Jose. And then also, I really like the Boston-Toronto series. Yes. I, I, of, yes. Out of, um, you know, Vegas and San Jose, they played each other last year, and so did Toronto and Boston. Boston ended up winning in seven games. But it took him seven games. And one of the only real differences between those two teams is Toronto now has John Tavares. Yeah, and I wanted to bring that up too. I'm very glad you brought that up, the Boston and Toronto series. Man, all year, both those both those two teams have been playing really good hockey. You know, Boston, really physical-minded team, always has been. Uh, they've been good for the last couple of years. they got Bergeron, you know, on their side. And, and a lot of other, like Pasternak too, he's really good for them. But, you know... Boston got that second seed, so they will have home ice advantage over Toronto. Um, and that I really think that goes a long way in this series. That, that, that does go a long way, but in my opinion, I think I'm taking Toronto in this series. Their offense is just too good, but at the same time, their defense is the equivalent of a non-playoff team. Their defense is not good. They're going to have to score a lot of goals if they're going to want to beat Boston. I think Boston's very physical, so that can maybe affect the offense from the Maple Leafs, so maybe Boston wins. That's another, that's why this matchup's so intriguing. I do actually think one of the most underrated moves made in the uh, like just in the season this year. I know you're gonna say. I think was Jake Muzzin. Muzzin. Yep. I think I've been a big fan of that move. I really do think uh, Jake Muzzin will be a different ma- difference maker. You know, you have Jake Muzzin, you have Morgan Riley, you have Jake Gardner. Those are three big names, and then you have. You, you know, I just think that there's enough there's enough defense 
in Toronto to help them. Yeah, and I think Muzzin too. Muzzin was with the Kings when they were successful, I believe, right? That, exactly. That, and he, that has also that, he has experience. So he knows playoff defense. He knows what to do. He's going to be able to guide some of these younger guys like Gardner, like you were saying. And I think I think Toronto could be scary. I think you can see this team go to the conference final. But in the second round, they're going to see Tampa Bay. And, well, yeah, Tampa Bay. There's There, there you go. The, they've tied the NHL win record for one season. That team's very good. Uh, and going into it right now, uh, yeah, they won the President's Trophy. And as you said, they tied the NHL win record. Uh, so a lot of people aren't going to pick them to win the Stanley Cup. I am. This team is crazy good. Crazy good. Because Netsoff led the league in points by, I think, by at least 10 points. It was, it was it's insane. This team is so good up and down. It's just amazing. Let me ask you this question. Just think about the recent Stanley Cups you remember watching. How many times in the last five years alone did the best team in the league win the Stanley Cup? That's not – I – here's why I'm not going to answer that question. Here's why. <laughs> the best The best team in the regular season. The best season. team in the regular season that wins the President's Trophy usually doesn't play until the last game of the season. Like you were saying earlier, some teams have, have stopped playing hockey at this point. Some teams are like, all right, we're in the playoffs. We're going to take our foot off the gas pedal, maybe not – you know, not – play some of our key guys because we don't want them to get hurt. We want them ready for the playoffs. You know, we're going to play some lighthearted hockey because we already know we're in for the second season. We're in for the postseason. Tampa Bay didn't do that. Tampa Bay, if you're going to break the NHL win record, you play until the last game of the season. That's what they did. They didn't stop playing. They lost 16 games in regulation. I'm pretty sure they lost 20 overall. Or actually, yeah, 62 wins is 20 losses. Four overtime losses, 16 regulation losses. That is crazy. That's crazy. That's that's the, that's one of the greatest teams ever. And but like you said, this is comparable to the NBA. When Golden State broke the win record in the NBA, they didn't win the final. But you know what? I think this team's too good and too deep. I I, I just they're so good. They they cannot play anyone. Um, and I don't, I just don't know what, what other team can beat them. I don't. I can't see any other team beating them. I think it. it... You have to understand, like, <coughs> first off, their first series against Columbus is going to be no walk in the park. Columbus made some great acquisitions towards the end of the trade deadline there. They added a lot of talent. Second off, yes, if they get out of that series, then they're going to be playing a very battle-driven, battle-like hard team in Boston or Toronto, a team that would have been playing so hard just to get out of the first round. However... Winning the President's Trophy and playing that great in the regular season does not guarantee a Stanley Cup. We could, I could be wrong, and yes, we could be celebrating a Tampa Bay Stanley Cup championship. However, how many times has Washington played super great in the regular season and then gotten upset in the first or second round? It wasn't they until they played great. They, you were saying, yeah, they, they they played great, but this Tampa Bay Lightning team is one of the is literally one of the best NHL teams ever. When you tie the NHL, they've won as many games as, as they, they, they tied the NHL record for wins in a season. Okay, they did that for wins in a season, but this isn't a season. This is the Stanley Cup playoffs. At the end of the day, the only difference, it gives them nothing except home ice advantage throughout. It does not guarantee them a, a three games to none lead over every team. It's true. 
True. Um, but I don't know. I just I just think this team's too good and too deep. When I you look at when you look at any position in their team, they're deep. They're deep. And Vasilevsky, we saw him in the 2015 Stanley Cup final. I remember it. He came out and yet he, he had to play for Ben Bishop a couple times, and everyone's like, "Who's this Vasilevsky guy?" And I remember people saying, "He's the next thing. He's the next big thing. He's a young goalie. He's on the rise. He's going to be good." And look at him now. He's got the job in Tampa Bay, and he's been doing a heck of a job. He leads the league in wins. But also, you can argue that really that was everything that was going on in front of him. I mean, you can't take all the credit away and say, "Okay, yeah, not, all those wins are pretty much his offense and defense." But he's still he's a good goalie. He, he is. I just and think he's been there before. I just think yes, they're they're a star-driven team. They have a ton of talent. They're deep up and down the ice. They. It's going to be basically, they're a really good regular season team. However, is their regular season dominance going to be able to translate to beating a team three times in a row, four times in a row? You know, like, they're one. Yeah. They're, what what happens if they lose Stamkos or Kucherov to an injury? I, but that's the thing. That, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're deep. They have guys that can, who are able to. Purdue, I, I don't know. I I think that they're deep enough to make a run this year. Uh, I think if any of the years, you know, Tampa Bay's always had, you know, they, they never they never make it. Or when they have made it, they've lost, you know, the Blackhawks. But I think this team is just too good. I But the part of it is I can't see any of these teams beating Tampa Bay in a seven-game series. It's not that – I mean, Tampa Bay's insane – but at the same time, I can't see any other one of these teams beating Tampa Bay. Which one? Which team is going to beat them? Is it going to be a team in the East, or are they going to make it to the final and lose to a team in the West? I don't think they lose to a team in the West if they get to the final. I think once they get to the final, if they get to the final, it's, it's over. It's one of those things where 2014, when the Blackhawks and Kings won seven games, whoever won that game seven was going to be the, the, the cup champion, and we saw that. I, You know, I, I see what you're talking about, and I understand it, but it's like... You, although that they had, they did play super great in the regular season. It's like the only thing that gives them is a presence trophy and home ice throughout. But that home ice means nothing if they lose one game at home. Yeah, but that's the I, thing. I'm just I'm trying to play devil's advocate. We could be celebrating Tampa Bay winning a Stanley Cup championship in like a month or two. However, it's just what. What are you going to say if Columbus comes out and wins the first game against them? I don't think. I mean, that's the thing, though. But Because if Columbus goes out and wins game one against Tampa Bay, that's going to make headlines everywhere. It will. And that's part, part of the problem of winning the President's Trophy is the minute you lose one game, the players start doubting themselves a little bit. People start talking about all over about how it's a curse because the President's Trophy never wins. And then all of a sudden this great trophy that's supposed to help you and all this expectations actually ruin you. Yeah, but at the same time, look at the team that they have. Look at who's on that team and what each player has gone through after every season's been through. This team's made the playoffs. I don't know how many consecutive years it's been. But they know the frustration. They know how frustrated they are. I think this team's hungrier than ever. I think so, look- too. But then you also have to, like, look at teams like, all right, I'll break down a couple teams that I think actually have a shot against Tampa Bay. And one of them, they're playing in the first round. Columbus, their GM went crazy at the deadline and brought in so many different pieces on offense and defense. 
And uh, Brabowski has been turning around and actually been playing some good hockey. Boston or Toronto gives them a run for their money. I think so. I agree. Toronto Toronto has the offense to keep up with them. Do they have the defense? I don't know. Then it really comes down to defense and goaltending battle. Boston, same thing. They have the same kind of offense, except I even would say Boston's bigger than Tampa Bay, and they could out-hit them. Yeah, that's uh, they can. And physicality in the playoffs is huge. I mean, we see it every year. Mm -hmm. Physical teams are make it further. I mean, that's that's just a big element to have on your team. But at the same time, yes, I think that. I don't think Columbus beats Tampa Bay. I could see it happening because of the talent that they have. If, I think it's I think it's too little too late for Columbus. I think because obviously after this, once they get once their season's over this year, they're 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 screwed. I mean they're absolutely yeah. screwed. Oh yeah. But I think it's too little too late for them. They st- they brought in these players too late, uh, so I think they're done in the first round. But I do agree, uh, Boston or Toronto, whoever wins that series, it's going to give Tampa Bay a run for their money. But at the same time, we were just talking about that whoever wins that series. Is it's going to be tired? It's going to be a hard fought series. I agree that I agree with that, but I also think that's t- Columbus might not beat Tampa Bay, but they will give them a run for their money. It's not going to be a four game sweep. It's going to be five, <sighs> six. I think it's going to be five. If anything, five. I th- I think five, maybe maybe six. Rarely, I, I mean. You don't think I, Matt I, I, Duchesne? Really, that's the wrong word. Matt Duchesne, Artemi Panarin. There's some I mean, talented I, players on that team. Th- they're, yeah, those are some good hockey players, but you know that they 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 don't really they lack depth. They that's that's my thing with them. They lack depth, and um, I think that for Tampa Bay, I, it's definitely not going to be a walk in the park, but it'll just be a you know, some some bumps so, along the way. So if I ask you right now who's winning the Stanley Cup, who do you think's winning? I, I'm going to tell you Tampa Bay. All right. That's my pick. My pick is Tampa Bay. And if you would have – last year I didn't pick them. Uh, I believe I picked Na- – I think I picked Nashville to win the, the Stanley Cup last year. <laughs> Another President's uh, Trophy winner. Seems like you have a little streak going on here. Um. But, you know, here's the thing, though. I think, uh, I think, I think, I don't know. The Stat Bay team, I've said it a hundred times, they're, it's, it, they're just too good. And uh, they're, what they've been doing down there, year in and year out, I think is actually very impressive. This team has gotten better. And every year they lose in the playoffs, but they get better the year after that. So, I don't know. I think, like Washington, they were given a window year or whatever. You know, like oh, this might be the this is like the only year for them. I don't know. I I just think they're they're so they're so good. But and I think the Stanley Cup winner, if it's not Tampa Bay, I think it still comes from the Eastern Conference. Um, but I don't know. See that that's also breaking down more of let's say Tampa Bay loses in the second round or the conference final, you know, there's some strong uh, Western teams, but in the end, I think that, uh, excuse me, not Nashville. I think Tampa Bay takes it uh, this year. 
I see what you're saying. Um, my pick to win it, I'm not going to just pick the President's Trophy winner. I'm not like that. Um, okay. I This team, you might say, what the heck are you talking about, Jimmy? But I think the St. Louis, St. Louis Blues finally won a Stanley Cup. God, I hope not. I As a Blackhawks fan, I don't want to see it. But at the same time, looking at it from a non-biased approach, no team has been better in the NHL. They were at the bottom of the standings on January 5th. The bottoms, the bottom of the standings, behind every team. And they turn around, and now they're sitting. They almost took the Central Division. It came down to a day. You know? Yep. Yeah, they, I mean... They're yeah, not just... The, all the moves that they made in the offseason, bringing in Ryan O'Reilly, bringing back David Puron, Tyra Bozak... All these different guys that were brought in finally seem to be playing hockey the right way. They, they're young, too. They have Robert Thomas, 19 years old. Um, Oscar Sundquist, 24. But they still do have some older guys in Pat Maroon and Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko. And not many people on this team have won a Stanley Cup before, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and... They are pretty. They are scary good. I agree with them as well. That they are pretty good, and I think that could be the team we see out of the West going to the final. I think right now I have Winnipeg, mm-hmm. uh, but then again, like I, when I made my bracket today, I, just, I was just kind of looking, you know, just kind of playing around with the uh, the program, you know, just seeing, you know, just playing around with it, you know, just kind of glancing. But you know, I'm gonna have to. Before Wednesday starts, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in and look at each, uh, you know, matchup and, and go more in depth. But uh, yeah, I think St. Louis they're pretty they're a good team this year. They're a scary good team, and because you know, like you said, being at the bottom and coming back and bouncing back like that in half the season is is insane. You know, think about Nashville did the same thing when they went to the finals. However, I'd say Nashville was a way. I don't even understand how they were that bad at the start of the year, but St. Louis, I just think if it's, if any year is going to be their year, I'd put, I'd give it to them this year. Yeah. And I think that def- that's a definitely uh, a good pick. And also um, I think they're going to, they're overlooked. I think people are going to say the St. Louis team, it's good, but not good enough. And I think, um, I think that they can definitely make a run this year, and it's going to be interesting to watch them and see how they do make a run after, you know, uh, being at the bottom and coming all the way back up and making it back to the playoffs again. Uh, You know, last year, too, missing out on the playoffs after a loss to the the Chicago Blackhawks. Frustrating. They're back now, and they're hungry. Mm -hmm. Now, so a big debate going on in the NHL right now is, Pat, do you remember – a couple years ago when it used to just be the one versus the eight, the two versus seven. Yes. So if if it was like that, I'll tell you what the matchups would be in the uh, in the Western Conference. It would be Calgary versus Colorado. San Jose versus Vegas still. Nashville versus okay, it it'd be the exact same thing in the Western Conference. Never mind. <laughs> but it 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 wouldn't be San Jose in a third or Vegas in a third spot. Vegas is only in seventh when you do it that way. Um, but the Eastern Conference is where things change up a little bit. Boston would be playing Carolina. 
Boston had the second most points in the NHL this entire year, and the reward for that is playing Toronto in the first round. Yikes! You know, that's, like that's, that's a, just yeah. unfair. Like when it should—I don't know. I heard a couple of players actually brought up a fun idea where the teams, the best team, gets to pick who they want to play, and that—I yep. mean—that makes it a spectacle. But, um, you know, like if it was set up like this, it should be Washington versus Pittsburgh, and the Islander Islanders versus the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Um... And I know there's a lot of controversy around the current NHL playoff format. Um, it, it they they changed it up, you know, making it more of a division-based type thing, which I I actually really like. I'm one of the few supporters of this playoff format. I love it. I love how, uh, for the most part, it stays within your division. You know, the wild cards kind of mess that up a little bit, but uh, I like how it's division-based. Uh, the one through eight system is. It's pretty standard, you know. A lot of leagues and around the world use that. Uh, but the, we're an interesting point is bringing up the, the the team that's able to pick, and there is a league like that um, in Europe. Uh, I, I, I might be saying it wrong. I think it's the Erste Bank mm-hmm. Hockey League in um, in Europe. I'm not sure where what country that is in or or what, but I know it's in Europe, and I think there are. 12 teams and the way they run their league it, it is so cool I play it's, it's on NHL 19 and I played a season like this because uh, it was a new league they added so I, I figured I'd play it I didn't know the rules or anything I just I just saw a new team so I played it and it is a re- I love how they do this there's a season a regular season I forget how many games it is not as many as the NHL obviously with 12 teams and then you're seated one through, th- you know, you, there's normal standings. There's two, uh, mm-hmm. two uh, just out of the 12 teams, there's one big table. And then the regular season ends, and then there's an intermediate season where yeah. it's 10 games long. And there are the top six teams all clinch for the playoffs. All they're doing in the intermediate season is playing for their seed. And the other six teams, the bottom six teams, they're not done yet. They're playing for the last two spots in the playoffs. And after the intermediate season's over, those top two teams from the bottom division make it. The top six teams, uh, you know, they figure out their seeding. So, like, at the end of the regular season, the number one seed might not be the number one seed in the playoffs if, you know, another team decides to turn it on in the intermediate season. And then once playoffs comes around the best team gets to pick who they play in the first round. And I thought the way that was set up was really, I liked that a lot. I liked that intermediate season. That is, that to me was one of the coolest things ever. And I think that is definitely not, when a player says, you know, like, oh, you know, we should be able to pick. That sounds ridiculous, but it's not far-fetched at all. It isn't. And um, I think it definitely add like a, you know, like March Madness, the day where, the selection day on who you're playing. That exactly. Kind of thing. Like imagine, imagine on game start on Wednesday. Imagine if, imagine if on Tuesday, the Tampa Bay lightning, their GM came out and said, we want to play. Um, Carolina. We, we want to yeah. play Carolina. Say we, they come out and like, think about it. When the Blackhawks got swept by the Nashville predators in 2016, the Blackhawks were the best team in the Western conference and their reward for being the best team in the Western conference 
was playing the hottest team in the NHL at the time, the Nashville Predators. Yeah, I mean, they, they might have been the hottest team at the time, but there were very few people who had Nashville winning that series before it started. You, you, have, to, you have to admit this. There were I agree. very, True. very, nobody thought that was going to happen. Not, not, okay, maybe Nashville beats the Hawks, but nobody, a, a sweep? No. True, true. No. I agree. No, no, I don't think there was an analyst out there who public who publicly was saying Nashville's going to beat Chicago. I think everyone had Chicago because Chicago was scary good in the regular season. True. Another argument against Tampa Bay. But I think um, also adding that aspect to, let's say, Tam- Tampa Bay. Yeah, we want to play Carolina in the first round. It's like, oh, you think we're the worst team then? You want to play us? You think yeah, it'd be a walk it in adds, the park? It adds an element to that. Exactly, too. exactly. It's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna show you why you don't want to play us. And I think that that creates an interesting element. I I think that makes it the playoffs. Uh, even though, I mean, I don't care. I mean, I guess this is my opinion. The NHL playoffs are the best playoffs in all of sports. I don't care what anyone says. It, it, they just are. But it would be even better. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, it, it would create a buzz around the hockey world and then like even it, it draw in some more fans too. I think that'd be super interesting, but at the same time, I don't see the NHL implementing this because it's kind of, I don't want to say elementary, but it's not something that a professional sports league, a major North American professional sports league should be doing. Um, sure. It'd be interesting and it draw, you know, a lot of attention, but I don't think that's going to happen. You don't really see major sports leagues picking your opponent in the playoffs. It's usually picked, and in any case, it's picked for you. In the case of, you know, there's a committee for March Madness in the college football playoff. Um, I don't think they will ever implement that, but it would be very cool if they did. I think it'd be a fun time to watch. (laughs) It had more element to the game. It Um, definitely would. So you, you named Tampa's your team to win the cup. Out of all the teams in first place in their uh, division, there's Nashville, Calgary, Toronto, and the Capitals. Out of those four teams, which one do you see most getting upset in the first round? Nashville, Calgary, Nashville, Tampa. Calgary, Tampa, and Washington. Washington. Okay, so Washington's the Metro, Tampa, Atlantic, Pacific, Calgary, uh, Central. Nashville. Nashville. Ah. Uh, I, I would I kind of want to say Washington a little bit, but also Nashville maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would have asked me this a week or two ago, I would have said Calgary, but I began to form more of I don't know. I've gained some more faith in them. I think they're going to be better than a lot of people think they will be. Uh, but if I had to. Go to the grave with it. I think I would pick Nashville. I could see that too. I just think uh, they're playing a tough Winnipeg team. I mean, Winnipeg—they're playing. Or, Dallas. Or excuse me, the Dal- I got that confused. Uh, you know, Dallas—they could be sneaky good. They have some good players. Uh, the whole season they've been, you know, kind of fighting to stay in, in the mix of things. Uh, Bringing in Matt Zuccarello, I think, definitely is helping the team. And I really think it's it's not that Dallas is that great. It's just that Nashville, I just really think, isn't that good this year. 
Yeah, I, th- I agree. That's you look at thing. you look at how far they've taken a step back from last year. This year they only have a hundred points, whereas you know last year they had. Um, they won the like you said they won the they won trophy. the Presidents Trophy and had 117 points like, and they still didn't win the Stanley Cup. That eventually gets to a team, and I just think this year. I mean, they added Wayne Simmons at the trade deadline, but Wayne Simmons hasn't really done much this like with them, you know. Yeah, he really he's not. I mean, in my opinion, he's not even that good of a hockey player. I mean, he with Philadelphia, he was. I mean, at most average, so. I think um, he's definitely a bigger presence. I think he's strong, and I think he could really, you know, kind of play. I I when I think of, I don't that probably isn't a good comparison. I just think Wayne Simmons has he's big, and he I'd kind of put him in the same kind of category as Tom Wilson, just not as dirty, you know. Yeah, I agree. That's a good way to put it. I would agree with that. Yeah, uh, I, I, he's definitely a physical player. Uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve, uh, but. Like you said, it's he's definitely not enough to keep this team going all the way through the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I think they can get upset, but at the same time, Dallas—they're all right. They're you know, um, they're not really anything special. So that's when I bring in Washington, uh, you know, and, and talk about how they can maybe lose in that first round. So. You know what? Now looking at it, maybe well, I think maybe well, the defending champs, maybe. Yeah, uh, I can see that too. We've talked. We yeah. actually talked about it in the show already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're playing a tough Carolina team. They they are, and it, it's uh, they're going to definitely struggle with them. Uh, and I would not be surprised if they go home in the first round this year trying to defend uh, their championship. Um, they're good. They're pretty deep. You know, it's a, a lot of the same guys as last year. And I really like the addition of Carl Hagelin on the team. I, yep. I, I've been talking about that move a lot. They've lost their one of their big defensive guys, Michael Kepney's down on an injury, and he's not coming back this for, I think, the rest of the season. But, you know, I just think Washington, I don't think they're going to really be able to play the full series. I think they're going to maybe get down early against Carolina, and then they just can't turn it back around. Yeah, and, you know, Carolina, they're going to bring the heat, and they have that chemistry behind them as well, and I think that uh, you see them prevailing in that series, and I would not be surprised if if the, the uh, defending champs were no more. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I think a lot of people may, might not think that way, but um, I think that... Um, they're going to struggle in that first round. And uh, I think that, the, the you know, that Carolina is going to really turn it on. They're excited to be there. They're hungry. And, um, you know, I I think that they're going to compete. Uh, you know, Pat, thank you for joining us. The Stanley Cup playoffs start on April 10th. We'll be here along the way uh, writing articles doing podcasts, even doing some YouTube videos. So check us out. Thank you for listening.